Welcome to this episode of Janet Today, Janet Tomorrow, Janet Forever, the podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today we are going to talk about Janet Jackson's That's the Way Love Goes. My name is Courtney Stribling, and I am here with my cousin. Cousin Cam, residing in the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I love music and football. All right, all right. I am Courtney Stribling. I am living in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, but I'm really still a Detroit girl at heart. I'm a writer. I have a web series called Dick Kelly, and I'm also finishing a holiday comedy that I expect to shoot in early fall. And you're also a real estate investor. I am. I am that as well. You and I share a great love for music. Uh, it's one of the things that we bonded over every summer when I came to visit you guys in Mississippi. We were always trading cassette tapes and talking about music videos. Do you remember when we were obsessed with the boys when we saw Die My Heart? Yes, Hakeem was my first love. <laughs> and I was going to marry Taj. Our taste in music have certainly changed and grown over the years. But one thing that has literally lasted our entire lives is our love for Janet Jackson. That's right. Yesterday, today and forever. Do you remember what first grabbed you, what pulled you into Janet Jackson? I really actually fell in love with the Jacksons. Dad had this Motown 25 collection. Wait a minute. Uncle Charles bought this off of Time Life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, don't laugh. Yes, we would jam it. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know I knew anybody who actually called those numbers on those late night commercials. We ordered it. And uh, that's when I heard I Want You Back. And that really made me really fall in love with the whole Motown, Jackson sound. And then from there, when I saw the video for Let's Wait a While, I was hooked on Janet from there. So through Michael is how I connected with Janet. And then, of course, I ended up falling in love with 3T, Jermaine, all of them. I keep up with them like they're my family. Listen, I understand. <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, my first foray was actually Janet. And then Janet pulled me into the rest of the family. So, yes, I am probably equally obsessed with Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. Um, but it was Janet. I think Pleasure Principle was the first video I can remember being mesmerized. Like I, It came on and I don't know that I blinked from start to finish. And I was hooked. Like I was all the way in. There was no going back. And I remember seeing that video a couple of times because, you know, this was back when videos came on on like Saturday mornings. <laughs> and I remember seeing this video like every Saturday for many Saturdays in a row. For real? You don't remember Video Vibrations and uh, Video Soul on BET? I absolutely remember Video Soul, but this could have been before I had cable. Because I remember it was whatever the Casey Kasem countdown show was that came on Saturday mornings. That's where I would see it. (laughs) But also, my family was late adopters. We (laughs) didn't have cable forever. I saw cable at my friend's house. So (laughs) any technology that came out, just assume that we got it like three years later. (laughs) So, yes, the pleasure principle is what got me hooked on Janet. And literally from there, it's been nonstop like anything Janet Jackson does anything she says if she sneezes I want to be there um, I, want to, <laughs> I want to know what's going on I truly believe she's like your favorite artist artist exactly yes 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 so in addition to talking about Janet Jackson news each time you and I get together Cam I will be talking about a specific song and we'll also cover some moderately adjacent news. We'll play some games um, and a few other topics, I'm sure. One thing I am excited about is Essence Festival is coming up in July. I haven't I've never experienced Essence, but I've always wanted to go. And when I heard that Janet was actually going to headline, I was very excited. And I don't want to do a whole weekend in New Orleans, but... Mm-hmm. 
the dates came out. And Janet will be closing down the Essence Festival on Sunday night. Okay, okay. So does that mean you're going? I'm more tempted to go now. But she also has some other dates coming up. Of course, um, it was announced that she's going to do the Outlands Music Festival. And then also Panorama. Yeah. It's she's actually going to be the first female headliner for the Outside Lands Festival, which is really phenomenal. Like the longevity of her career and the fact that she's still making first like this woman is still rocking. She'll be 52 this year and she is still the one to be. And I'm just glad to see her staying out on the road and coming back to the U.S. and doing dates and stuff. And, you know, I was I was a little surprised at the number of festivals. You know, we keep hearing about these festivals, considering she just finished the State of the World Tour. You know, one of the reasons you and I um, wanted to do you know, have these discussions is because, you know, we were a little nervous. Like, typically when Janet Jackson finishes a project or finishes a tour, it is radio silence. Like, she vanishes from the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> you never hear or see from her again um, until she's ready to pop out. And it's usually years between those events. So, you know, you and I were talking like, we're, you know, these tweets are going to go away. Instagram's going to be so dry. <laughs> Not go hear from Janet. <laughs> no, Janet will be gone and, uh, you know, we'll be left to our own devices. So I am excited to see that she's still out and still doing it. And I think she really enjoys it. So I, you know, I love when people love what they do. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if you are a street sweeper, you're a garbage collector, you're a doctor. I love seeing yeah. people who love what they do. And she just gives me joy just because I think that she genuinely loves what she does. She's a queen. Are you going to catch any of these dates? You know, it's a lot going on right now. So I always want to be where Janet Jackson is. And in fact, I flew to Detroit for the State of the World Tour to catch her with one of our other cousins. And it was phenomenal. Right. Um, you know, I've seen her several times Uh and a lot of times I see her because I always tell myself, like, this could be it. Like, she could retire. She has really no reason to keep doing this. And so, like, every tour, I'm like, I got to go because this could be it. <laughs> and uh, so I've done that with everyone. And this summer is, is kind of busy. But because if you are going to try to make Essence um, that Sunday night, then I might try to make it with you. I love the fact that Jen is actually embracing new artists that are out there. She was praising the artist her right i caught myself going to youtube and like let me check this let me check this artist out i did as well she did not disappoint i, I i'm really feeling her and um she kind of got the jackson seal of approval so i love that she is not afraid to let her light shine on others and she's always been that way like there's quite a few artists who are still around today that have they, they, you know, their careers are what they are because Janet put them on and she did it quietly. Like Usher, you know, I think it was the Janet, it was the Velvet Rope Tour. I remember it's the first time I saw Usher in concert. Usher opened for Janet Jackson. Really? Yes, 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 yes. I did not know that. And uh, we know what she did for NSYNC and for the ungrateful Justin Timberlake. Um, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that you had an interesting decision to make as far as. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes. Come on. You got to talk about it. Talk about it. Yes, yes, yes. So you will know my um, grievances with Justin Timberlake. More like a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you want to call it a grudge, fine. Um, and, you know, I am not a vengeful person. I do not hold grudges. Like, I'm sure I've been wronged in life, but I can literally think of like only two 
things still stick in my mind that I'm like still a little perturbed about. But in general, if you wrong me, we move on. Life goes on, you know. But this Justin Timberlake Super Bowl situation still really gets to me all of these years later. And Janet rose above it and she maintained her career and, you know, she went out and continued to do her thing and she continued to hold her head up high. Mm -hmm. And we know it was not easy, but she survived it. Right. But she shouldn't have had to do it and she shouldn't have had to do it alone. And while her career, like every roadblock possible, was put out in front of her, it seemed like Justin Timberlake's career seemed to immediately take off after that point. And he had an opportunity to do the right thing. And he still has the opportunity to do the right thing. He could issue an apology. He could clarify the situation. There are lots of things he could do, but he won't and he hasn't. And maybe he's done so in private. I don't know. Wasn't there. But I haven't seen anything that would lead me to, to believe that that situation is done. Unlike you, I don't hold a grievance against Justin Timberlake. So you got offered these Justin Timberlake tickets and turned them down. I did. I did. And I thought about it for a hot second and I just couldn't do it. Like, for one, if I'm being honest Mm -hmm. and I know I'm I know I'm the outsider here. I'm not that overly impressed with Justin Timberlake's talent. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, they say talent will make room, right? Like talent will excuse a multitude of errors whether it should or shouldn't. But to me, his talent isn't big enough to excuse this error. So yeah, I had free tickets to go see Justin Timberlake. And it was actually at a new (laughs) arena that I have been to before. The only time I went there was for Janet Jackson's State of the World. Okay. I loved it. And I have been looking for an excuse to go back. Mm -hmm. But Justin Timberlake was not it. Um, And you know, it hurt my heart because I don't turn down free. (laughs) So (laughs) I have seen a lot of nonsense because free, (laughs) Um, but I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I just, I was even irritated at the state of the world tour. Um, Janet Jackson's DJ, DJ Active, who is awesome. Like he's phenomenal. His, his mixes had people on their feet dancing from the time they came in the seats to the time the show started. Mm -hmm. But I was a little irritated because there were several Justin Timberlake songs (laughs) in this mix. And then I'm like, bruh, do you not know? (laughs) Bruh. You have betrayed the tribe. (laughs) Get your crate and go. Like this is unacceptable. But if I could be honest, it would be a hard situation for me just because I do like JT, but I'm not impressed with his latest project. And the only thing I really didn't care for was the fact that once it got closer to the Super Bowl performance, then he started saying me and Janet made peace. And I was just like, yeah, but why are you telling us this all these years later? You had he had so many opportunities to say, look, you guys. Janet didn't stage this and but instead he was just like, Oh, I apologize. Now I want to perform on the Grammys. Right. So that's my little gripe with him, but I always try to say, Well, he's a young he was a young kid in the industry. As far as the tickets, I don't know if I would have took him or went just because his latest project to me is not the best. So I I felt like I could just watch some old YouTube clips. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Fair <laughs> enough. Because I'm not for sure if you were able to catch this post by Jermaine Dupree on Twitter where he was kind of giving uh, the rapper Talib Kweli the face. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. And it was pretty funny. Uh, apparently, many years ago, when Talib Kweli was recording with Jermaine Dupree, he had the chance to go out with Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree. The punchline of the story was... Um, <laughs> Never let 
the Jermaine Dupree and Janet Jackson take you to a strip club for your first experience because no experience after that will live up to <laughs> that. So he basically was like, they have ruined it for me <laughs> because it will never be that awesome again. <laughs> Do you think Jermaine got that phone call that most guys get from their girlfriend when something came out that was supposed to be in between them? <laughs> you know that. Hey. What's up with your boy? Right. <laughs> why your boy running his mouth? <laughs> and that's why Beyonce got everybody signing NDAs now. <laughs> listen, listen, Janet Jackson, all evidence points to runs a tight ship. Right. Nothing gets out. <laughs> like we've all speculated about relationships she's had and this or that, but them dudes don't say nothing. <laughs> um, so I got to believe that there's a stack of paperwork prohibiting people <laughs> from sharing information. So this little story, this little tidbit is really interesting. And we know Janet has that side because because of some of her songs, but I don't think he's supposed to tell that. <laughs> he's not invited to the club no more. Not with Janet. Yeah. I think he was well aware that that was his last <laughs> trip. <laughs> so let's get into this week's song. All right. Now, that's, that's the, the way, way love, love goes. goes. This is my summer groove, like especially during the summer in my car. This is one of the jams I like to put on just because it's so relaxed and so mellow. I love this jam. It's probably in my top five of Janet's greatest hits. What about you, cuz? So I love this song and I love it with my whole heart. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not half a heart, the whole heart. (laughs) I love it. Like, So I am not a person who can listen to the same songs over and over and over. Like eventually I will just get sick of them. And when it comes on, I will run for the radio to turn it off as quickly as possible. Right. But this is one of those songs that I have never gotten tired of. Like (laughs) I don't care where it comes on. Like if it's on in a TV show or if it comes on the radio, whatever it is, I got to stop and have a moment. (laughs) Like I love this song. I love it a lot. And it is my summer song. Like I think of it. The same way that I think about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Um, summertime. <laughs> like, I think about this song in exactly that same space. So, how do I feel about it? I love it. <laughs> yeah. And this was like a big transition from the Rhythm Nation to the Janet album. The Rhythm Nation project, to me, was kind of like dark. Because she was covering so many serious topics. And I guess just looking back at it now, I can tell that, you know, as she was growing as a person and beginning to really kind of discover herself, you can kind of see towards the end of the project that she was, you know, blooming or becoming, discovering more about herself. And even before the Janet project came out i remember she released the best things in life is free which is one of my favorite tracks i know i know how you feel about that i heard it in walgreens and i thought it was the bomb tell you i was jamming in the aisle at walgreens i really tried to suppress my laugh it just ran up out of me (laughs) don't suppress it but i'm for real because now i think about it because like she had gave us love would never do without you Uh and you know she was laughing she's showing that classic smile that janet has and you could tell that she just was becoming comfortable as a woman and then with that follow-up joint of you know best things in life free it still had that like yeah like that rhythm yeah it was happy and bubbly and light 
So when I finally heard that's the way love goes going to the Janet project, it just felt like Janet was like, I'm owning it. I guess you can say I'm owning my womanhood. And that's one of the things that main main thing that sticks out to me about this transition from Rhythm Nation to the Janet project. And they talk a lot, like Jimmy Jam talks about how this album was their album of love. Mm -hmm. Like he said, everybody who kind of worked on this project, they were all in such a good place. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Janet and her relationship, Jimmy and his relationship and Terry. And you can definitely feel it on this album. And that's one of the things that I love, love, love about Janet Jackson albums is it's like a diary. Like, you know what she's thinking about, what she's feeling. Mm -hmm. As soon as you press play, you kind of know. So this album is fun to me because it just reminds me that she was in such a happy place and it kind of permeated through that whole album. Another thing about um, this, you know, when we talk about the transition from Rhythm Nation to the Janet album, this was when she was negotiating for a new contract. So she had been with A&M Records Mm. for the previous four albums and now she was in a space to negotiate for a new contract. And so this Janet album was a big deal because at the time she signed the contract, which was the largest for a female recording artist ever. Mm-hmm. So she's got the pressure of a new label and then the pressure of, you know, all of this money that they've given her and now all eyes are on her expecting, you know, big things. And so when we talk about Janet, we talk about, you know, a trailblazer and a trendsetter in every way, whether it's music sense or business sense. Um, she definitely uh, opened some doors for female performers who came after her. She got the big contract before, like the big names like Whitney Houston and Madonna got their big contracts. Janet is the reason why they got their contracts. When it comes to like the track itself, you know, it kind of puts me in that Charday kind of mood, you know, because, you know, Charday had that had that silky, laid back, smooth, relaxing move. And this track kind of takes me there. And I think that was another reason why it was kind of like a curveball to see Janet do that, because now she's showing this sexy side, this sultry side, this innocent side of her, you know, the playfulness, like, you know, she's feeling this guy and, you know, she's bubbling with love and she just let it oozes all over this track. Yeah, um, Rolling Stone, I think, described this song perfectly. They described the song as a warm bed of soul sounds. Um, And I was like, that encaptures it so perfectly. Uh, During the time, lots of press really loved uh, this particular song. Um, The Gawker, uh, when they reviewed That's the Way Love Goes in 2012, they they called this song is all about the audacity of chill and exactly like it was warm it was smooth it was subtle it was that song where um if you were going to make your laid back chill on the sofa you know this song was netflix and chill before netflix and chill right (laughs) like like that's how it makes me feel you just feel warm you feel pampered you feel covered you feel loved um you know when you hear this song when it hits your ears and from my understanding how the track actually came about was Jimmy and Terry, the production team, they wanted to use this track, Papa Don't Take No Mess, and Impeach the President, which has been sampled. I mean, it's in the world records as being the most sampled drum loop ever. I mean, J. Cole, everyone, all the hip-hop stars uses it. 
and they actually built the track around that sample which lets you know how genius of a production team they were to hear this beat and say hey this is where we can give her a little hip-hop give her a little r&b soul and bring it all in together right and they went all out to make sure that they could get clearance from james brown because at the time he was very tired of hip-hop artists particularly uh sampling his music and so basically it was a no across the board at this time for him like anybody that was coming to him uh to use a track he was pretty much giving them the cold shoulder because he had had enough um but he you know jam and jan's team went and they did get clearance for the song so of course jams jimmy jam's super excited and they're ready to make this banging track and then they give it to (laughs) janet after it's all said and done and she hears the track and she's just kind of like uh yeah so what else you got (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she she was not over the moon at first um and kind of had to sit with it for a little bit before she came around kind of piggyback off the james brown thing i i wonder why he did that because he made money off of hammer now i know why other legends and stars have griped about the sample but come on this is michael's baby sister come on boy you really want to get janet some some issues with her using your track i just yeah i don't know if it was her in particular or it was the group at large i think that by the time it got to where they were ready to make a track he had already had enough so (laughs) i don't think i don't think when she went to him and asked i i I know that he did ask for permission to hear the song how they were going to use it before um, it was released. I know he asked for that, but I don't know that he gave her too much of a hassle. But I think just even before they asked, they kind of were already prepared for a fight because <laughs> they know. Papa don't take no had, mess. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, word had gotten around that. <laughs> He was tired of y'all's nonsense. And he had been through some things. Y'all seen the story. Y'all seen the movie. James right. had been through some stuff. Yes, I'm yes, sorry. yes, yes, yes. I'm yes. Sorry. Yeah. And I imagine Janet wasn't impressed with the track because she probably was expecting, okay, same thing. Maybe she was thinking in the back of her head, okay, at AM Records, this is what worked. Dance, you know, pop, you do this and that. Let's not mess that up. And so when she probably heard the track, I'm just assuming now that maybe she was like, mm, this not this not a home run. Cause you you know, you we I always feel like artists are competitive and so they're always trying to hit another home run. Right. And maybe she, when she first heard it, she was like, this ain't a home run. <laughs> Give me something else because Madonna's out there on the charts. I got Whitney Houston. I got Mariah Carey. I got to hit this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So the story goes that she actually took this song on vacation with her and kind of fell in love with the track. You know, she had asked them to put the tracks on a cassette so she could think about, you know, concepts and lyrics and all of that stuff while she was away on vacation. And she came back really in love with That's the Way Love Goes. But she didn't have a song for it. She didn't have a title for it. She didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. So she's staying at Jimmy Jam's house. And the way Jam tells the story is like one or two o'clock in the morning, a call comes like from within the house um, over their intercom and uh, Janet is excited. Um, So she's sharing with him like it's going to be called That's the Way Love Goes. And she goes into the concept of what the song is and just kind of like reeling all of these things off. Um, And so that's kind of how it it came to be. And and 
I'm so glad about it because, as you know, I love this song so much. The team fell in love with this single and they actually pushed for this to be the lead single off the Janet Project. However, the kids at the Virgin Records, they were wanting something big and tip from Janet. Sure. Um, and the story goes that when she left to have a meeting with the record execs at Virgin Records, uh, Jimmy Jam and Chuck D were in the studio. And so they were playing some tracks for Chuck D. Um, and so while Janet's away, you know, presenting the idea that like, you know, we want this to be the single, um, when she comes back, she shares with them that the record execs are still really wanting a big single. They're still really wanting If to be number one. And it was Chuck D who kind of chimed in and was like, yeah, it's bad. Like those, those are bad. But that's the way love goes is really where it's at. And like you were comparing earlier to Sade, that's kind of what came up with him. He was like, you know, this you can make a smooth, mellow entrance and sure you can get people's attention with a flashy, big pop banger. But this will be unexpected and maybe draw even more attention. And so the group was really on it, on it. And so Janet went back and she pushed and pushed and pushed. And and we know for sure that she won because we have that's the way love goes as the first single. And it turned out to be a great decision because when it was released, it actually debuted at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100s. And then two weeks later, it was number one, becoming her sixth number one single on the Hot 100. And when we talk about uh, the kind of the transition, this video, this music video really introduced a new Janet to the world. It picked up right where Love Will Never Do kind of left off. Um, where you see a more sultry, more soulful, more free, I guess is the word, Janet, uh, kind of free with her personality, free with her sexuality. You know, you definitely got to see a different side of her um, in that music video. Mm-hmm. I think it's just funny to see Janet in her element. We see her playing with her, um, talking to our dancers, you know, being silly and just really relaxed and comfortable in who she is now as Janet in in this stage of her career and in her life. Yeah, that promo really took me out. I remember being so excited for this video. And at, at that time on MTV, like Janet Jackson owned, the Jacksons owned MTV and VH1. I remember waiting for the video and seeing the promo and thinking to myself like what this video has a promo <laughs> yeah and, and it was so good like it was you didn't see janet jackson at all you just hear her voice and she's talking to her dancers and so you know you're trying to figure out what is this about where she's revealing really more of her personality than ever and we can't even see her we definitely met a new janet jackson and i attribute it to like all of this happened around the time like poetic justice was coming out And, uh, you know, hip hop was kind of taking over and uh, we've got Janet Jackson releasing a new project. And the thing that I remember is she said hoes so many times (laughs) in the (laughs) promo. It's like I think at one point she called someone backed up hoes. And I was just just so much. And I was just like, wow, wow. Um, Poetic Justice really did a number on you, (laughs) ma'am. She was showing her gangster. (laughs) She had to play with John Singleton and Tupac. She probably learned a little something from them, too. (laughs) (laughs) Quick poetic justice story. When I was in college, I had one of those fancy TV VCR combo deals. It would play the tape and then rewind it and then automatically start the movie again. So I'm pretty sure we put poetic justice in sometime around November. And I finally took it out in May. (laughs) 
So you guys watched Poetic Justice again and again for a full semester. We watched it so much that when we left school, my roommate had to buy her own copy because she couldn't sleep without it. (laughs) Is that your favorite Janet Jackson movie? It is not. (laughs) The one thing I do also remember about the video was the fact that J-Lo was in the dance with the kids, was supposed to actually go on tour with her. And unfortunately, she... The, at the last minute I guess decided not to but even the dancers I mean before the Janet project I was just used to her dancers being in all black and just killing a steps whereas in the video they're lounging around and she's got the cassette in her hand she was like maybe I'll play it then one of the dancers grabs it and she was like okay I'll play it now yes. <laughs> you know and uh then when she pops it in that in that stereo player and you hear that guitar lick and you knew something great was about to come out with this video yes definitely 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 I think every family has some sort of stereo system with the double cassette listen we still have ours at the house and i bought recently an adapter so that it could play bluetooth (laughs) not the bluetooth (laughs) yes 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 our seven foot stereo system now can play bluetooth (laughs) i know this is a bit off subject but do you remember when like y'all had came down one summer and y'all had like a six cd changer in the van yes and we were sitting up there trying to figure out what six CDs are we going to put in this van just to go to Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we took it so seriously. Like, we need to have a soundtrack for this trip. <laughs> we were very serious. Summer in the dirty south. <laughs> <laughs> yes, getting back to That's the Way Love Goes. I'm still in love with this video after all of these years. It was directed by her ex-husband, Renee Elizondo. Mm. If we're being honest, anytime he did a slow jam video, those videos were hot. Like he did, <laughs> he did the remix to Together Again. That was a great video. Yeah. He did Again, which was a great video. And this one for sure. And maybe there were others, but these are the ones that stick out in my mind. Like them slow jams. Come Back to Me comes to mind for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if he directed that. He was in it. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah. I just know he was in it. Um, Yeah. So that was a good video. I really enjoyed it very much. And uh, we talked about how we got to just see her and her element with her dancers who we know are, you know, basically her friends her 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 friend base and it was just fun to kind of be let in to that world where Janet Jackson for all the interviews that she does you know we see her a lot but you don't really know who she is you know what she gives you right like she's not a person who is caping for the limelight so we don't have a lot of like what is her life like off stage and this was one of the times where it felt like she was really letting us in even though we know this video is fiction you could imagine that this could be a day in the life of janet (laughs) we can't talk about janet without talking about the mtv music awards performance that she did for this and also it was a melody with if on the end um she killed that absolutely i still today love to watch this performance and the funny thing about it is for that's the way love goes on the video there's no dance steps it's all two steps but when she comes on the stage with the performance she takes that two-step but she adds a little bit more to it and and actually kills it as she goes into the if melody i still remember this performance 
when I think about great Janet Jackson performances, and there are so many, but of her award show performances, this one is definitely in my top, I would say top five, probably in my top three. It's my number one. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid watching them perform. And at the time, you know, we didn't have all these internet stats and all of that stuff. But I remember seeing <laughs> Janet Jackson and her dancers and thinking they had to be like nine feet tall. <laughs> because when she was on that stage, she owned that stage and they just looked so much larger than life. Um, and, you know, to find out that, you know, she's this tiny woman <laughs> uh, <laughs> had that bur bubble burst many years later. But even still now, like when you see her on stage and you know she's tiny, but when you watch her perform, it's just her presence is bigger than you can ever imagine. Um, and just being in the room with her and you can feel it. But it, that day it came through on television. Like she owned that crowd that was in that room. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when she was done, people were probably looking for the exit. Like, well, that's all, folks. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> there's no more. There's no more. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember who all performed on that show. I think maybe Nirvana and that's it. I don't remember who else performed on that. That's how much Janet that stage, her performance was just the highlight to me. That's my opinion. You know, I might be biased. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely biased and it's okay. Yeah. And the awards that came along with this song, um, it actually won Billboard's Awards Top R&B Airplay. And BMI Pop Awards, she won Most Played Song, which I can believe because, like I said, it was everywhere. everywhere. She did not. She didn't win a video award for that. And I thought she might. I thought that video was really well done. Uh, but that year she was against an MTV Music Awards. She was against um, In Vogue for Free Your Mind, Mary J. Blige for Real Love and Michael Jackson for Jam. It ain't too hard for me to jam. Um, and then That's the Way Love Goes was nominated <laughs> as well. And uh in Vogue actually won that year, which is interesting because I love In Vogue and they're back. And I'm I'm I am still a super In Vogue fan. Uh, but I just I never think about that video. And it was a good video. I just never yeah. think about it. Not the way that you think about that's the way love goes. Yeah, I, I think with In Vogue, though, it was just the more the fact that they were a R&B group, all female group doing something different, more, more of a rock edge to it. And it, the video had a whole lot of props with it and stuff like that, where Janet kept it cool, simple. But I mean, it she worked. shouldn't have even been in the best choreography category, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> not if, should if have. we're being honest. Um, but it is interesting that uh, the choreographers, one of them was Lavelle Smith for In Vogue. And we know that he has done work with both Janet and Michael Jackson. So they were in good hands with their choreography. So no hate there. Still love In Vogue. But if Janet shows up in a category, I want her to win. One thing I want to add real quick is VH1 did a poll about the 40 greatest songs of the 90s, and it came in at number four. <laughs> wow. So, And that's should, how it should be. I can't imagine what one, two, and three were. <laughs> I have ideas, but, but nah. So I take yes, it. Yes, I'm for that. Number four. I'm for it. Uh, and let's just talk quickly about, you know, we talk about her longevity and how long you and I have been fans of Janet Jackson. But when she, when this song was out, when That's the Way Love Goes was out, on the charts was very interesting group of people. So when Janet was number one, there was PM Dawn uh, was on the charts. The Spin Doctors was on the charts. <laughs> Vanessa Williams mm -hmm. and Ryan McKnight. Mm -hmm. Duran Duran. 
Actually, the week that she was number one, Michael Jackson's Who Is It was on the chart really? at number six. Yes. Then we had Jay, Don't Walk Away, Silk <laughs> with Freak Me, Whitney Houston with I Have Nothing, and Girl Rod Stewart, Have I Told You Lately. So it's it's a trip like all of the people that she has legitimately outlasted. She's still current and still relevant today, yet she was on the charts. Now, that's PM some Dawn. stiff competition with Rod Stewart, Whitney Houston, and Mike. <laughs> Whitney Houston, Mike, <laughs> Vanessa Williams, Brian McKnight. She battled it out. Yeah, she battled you got it the up. hits. I, and I just one thing I wish this younger generation will see is just that with someone like Janet, you she has that footprint of, you know, you got to put in the hard work. It don't come easy. It's never been easy for Janet. Not like you would think it would have been. You know, you you would think it would be a little easier because of the family legacy. But to watch how she has had to kick through Mm -hmm. every door to prove herself time and time and time again. Like people have been counting her out since 1986. (laughs) It's like, like, get over yourselves, guys. Like when she's done, she'll let you know. Yeah, so that's it for That's the Way Love Goes. Uh, it was a fun talk. I'm glad we did this song. I got a chance to relive it again <laughs> and feel my childhood self. I watched the performance on MTV and got just as excited as I did in like 94. So I enjoyed it. One of my favorites, though. So now we're going to switch to play a little game. Yay! We're calling it the match game. And the way it works is Cammie and I are going to try to answer questions the way that we think Janet Jackson would answer them and see if our answers match. So earlier, and we emailed our answers and now we're going to open them and see if they match. The first question was, if Janet was going to a potluck, what would she bring? And you actually put hummus. Hummus, yes. That's a great answer. And you put... <laughs> Rotel. Because. <laughs> please explain, my love. Please. Let's be honest. If someone say, hey, we having a Super Bowl party, we having a party, Can't what you bring? You're going to bring two things, some chips or some or some Rotel. Because it's straight. Because you could feed a lot of people with Rotel. Now, I personally have never been to a party with hummus. If I'm at the party, there's hummus at the party. I can promise you that. Okay, answer this. What is hummus? Hummus is a delicious dip made from chickpeas. <laughs> and the reason I thought when I first read it, I was like, our our answers aren't that far apart. Yes, it is. <laughs> it And now that you are explaining that it's because we needed to stretch like Janet Jackson is using coupons to buy her Velveeta. <laughs> our, our, Trust me. Our answers are very far apart. I picked hummus because... I don't know if the woman cooks. She might. I feel like she can do everything well. Like if she decides to do it, she can. But I don't know if she's decided to become a cook. Um, so I, I was thinking we need something simple that she can take, that she can take in a variety. She doesn't have to put any real work into it, but people will still be excited that you showed up with it. So that's why I said hummus. Ain't nobody come to. Rotel involves. Rotel is involved. Like it's a simple recipe, but you still got to do stuff. And I don't know if that's on the agenda. Trust me, with Rotel, all you got to do is get them blocks of Velveeta cheese. <laughs> that Rotel, 
ground, fry that ground beef, and you got it. You could feed some people off. See, Man, I don't Jen think she's taking up. ground beef anywhere. Like I feel strongly <laughs> <laughs> that the vegan or vegetarian is not taking ground beef. Well, put some cauliflower in. So it. we're gonna take. <laughs> oh, I'm not even gonna tell you. I just made this delicious cauliflower <laughs> lentil. <laughs> it was so good. But anyways, I feel strongly she's not taking ground beef so we did not match i thought it was closer because no. we both picked dips but clearly we picked dips for all the different reasons um so we're gonna call that a not a match and if we're gonna give it to anybody i would say it's gotta go to hummus i still don't even know what hummus really is but okay. it's delicious i'm bringing some next time i see you no don't do that okay <laughs> okay Next question was, what time does Janet Jackson wake up? And you put 8 a.m.? I really thought I put earlier than that. You put 10 a.m., which... Yes! Explain, please, ma'am. Because there's an unwritten rule that when you're resting and you don't, you know, you off, don't call nobody before 10 o'clock. Like, that's just a rule. Why would you call Janet? Why would Janet wake up at 8 a.m.? Come on, She'll wake up at 8 a.m. because she has a child and children do not let you sleep that long. Which, We've seen the pics. Which, she got a name. Which is why. It's Randy. Which is why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't seen Randy in a while, so I wonder what's going on because he wasn't. Just me. He wasn't a lot of he pictures. Did. And now, you know, when we see her out and about with the little boy, it's just her and I don't want to say randos, but sometimes it's just. <laughs> Trust me, Randy's at the house. He's like, whoo, I get a break. Then he's back to being a nanny. That's too funny. Yeah, so uh, I think she wakes up super early. I put eight, but I think probably seven is is mm-hmm. more accurate. Man, go ahead, go home and ask your mama what time she woke up when you were a baby. She ain't had no nanny. I feel like she's a very hands-on parent. And I feel like she has help. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, this is not a solo endeavor, but... I feel like she's a very hands-on parent and wouldn't just be like, okay, I'm going to sleep till 10 and y'all don't wake me. Whatever happens, just let it happen. Like, I feel like that's not going down. But anywho, let's move to the next question. All right. Next question. What is Jenna Jackson's favorite sport? You answered tennis. You answered horse racing. I did. And now that I have heard it back, I think your answer is definitely better. (laughs) And I must admit, I kind of cheated a little bit because I remember seeing a picture of Janet at the U.S. Open. So I was like, yeah, she likes tennis. Yeah, I was like, that makes sense. I could see that because I was going through my mind and I was like, I've never really I, you don't see her at like Super Bowl games or I think maybe like once when she was with Jermaine Dupree, she, I saw her at a basketball game. Um, I mean, I feel like that's not things that we normally would see her doing. Um, so I went with horse racing because I remember in an interview, she said that when she was a child, she desperately wanted to grow up and become a horse jockey. And so I'm thinking oh. like, okay, well, if you like to ride horses, maybe you like, you know, like the Kentucky Derby or something like that. Didn't her and Toya go to a to Kentucky Derby one time? You're right. I do remember seeing those hats. That's what I remember is the hats. So I'll let you get away with horse racing, but you got to give me my Rotel and my tennis. I cannot give you either of those. <laughs> Rotel, I can never give you. First of all, I've never had Rotel. So I I think what? I think I get the concept. Like I know what it is, but I've never had it. You didn't have nothing at my sister's wedding? No, there was Rotel there? Yeah. It's always Rotel at a black people wedding. I've been to many a black wedding and I've not seen Rotel. Okay. It might be a southern thing. 
<laughs> so that's it for us this week. On behalf of myself, Courtney Stribling, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. That's at JJTodayPod. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. <laughs> <laughs>